let God. Gentlemen, a bobsled is a simple thing. Yes, yeah, so's a toilet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, welcome back. A little bit of a hiatus there, but episode 24 coming at you. What's going on, Sean? Not much. Uh, had a couple weeks off. We had some uh, traveling, travel, some, travel, some yeah. big life changes, life, you know, yeah. lot, lots of stuff going on. Big, uh, big things happening. We're coming to you from potentially the new studio. We both are in new places. However, I'm just renting mine. Shantz owns this bitch we're currently in at the moment. It's a scary life. Um, we're actually joined this week by the ghost that lives in my house. It's a crazy thing. First things first, it's bullshit. It doesn't pay rent. Yeah, you got you got that three bedroom yeah, man. You yeah. need somebody helping pay pay that Ghosts mortgage. Ghosts need there. to pay rent. That's what that should be. First things first. But I. I, uh, when I first moved in, I heard a noise downstairs. I came down, I had nothing downstairs, so it was like, what could be making a noise? That doesn't help. Yeah, and then, uh, so I figured it was a ghost, obviously. First natural instinct. Uh, two days ago, I had, so I'd been here, in here for a little while. I heard something again, and it was like the moving of a chair, and I came down here, and, uh, I, I couldn't sleep that night. So could like not sleep at all. Small so, child being yeah. dragged across so, the floor or something like that. So I, I got a ghost. So it's the three of us here, and uh, ghost's gonna give you some ghost takes. Well, yeah, well, you know, him and Stack on that are you know crucial yeah. to the program. We need we need all these extra takes bodies from to the help afterlife. us produce takes from it, the afterlife. People would just think we like show up on Thursday nights and just you know plug a microphone in and record. No, man, all the time a, and effort that goes into this. You it's be a process. You, you, we need you all the hands and understand. imaginary beings that we can get. Yeah. But it was uh, a crazy week of sports. Crazy couple week of sports. We're kind of going to focus on the last one. Uh, yeah, we went so from like no sports happening. to yeah. like everything. It's all. It was immediately back. We were like, oh, we got nothing to talk about. This is garbage. And now it's like, holy shit, we're overwhelmed at this point. On the doorstep of college football and NFL. NFL preseason Preseason, EPL just had its first week. Absolute banger. Slate of games. Got a good slate coming up this week. Our boy, DeAndre Yedlin, went down with an injury. But he's Thank safe. goodness. Not Long term, bless God. Praise Pulisic, he is fine. Uh, it's <laughs> Tim Way God. coming out with a goal in the PSG's game last coming week. Coming on for Neymar. Coming on for Neymar. Crossbar also, yeah. I believe. Uh, a good, nice week for the for the lads overseas. I think we are. I know I am going to try to do a little bit more for coverage for the U.S. players that we have playing overseas. I know one disappointing one was Tim Ream didn't get the start for Fulham. They just bought a bunch of new players when they were jumping up to the EPL, and I just yeah. I don't know why he didn't get the start. He was voted yeah, the best player played, of last season. He played in the EPL before he went to Fulham. He was with somebody, or is he always? No, been, he's played in the EPL. Yeah, before. I know. And when Fulham was last up, he was with, with them, them, right? Yeah, yeah like he's played EPL minutes consistently. He, That's odd. I, it's, it's like he he doesn't regularly play with the U.S. men's national team anymore, but I think yeah. he's always been a solid back. I have an event T-shirt that has Tim Reen on it. They misspelled his name along From the with Argentina U.S. Yeah, game along in with New York. the Black Land and Don. Donovan, that's superimposed on the face. Still not the worst uh, U.S. soccer parking lot shirt I got. I got gypped at the Mexico game in Philly. He fucked up that screen printing so bad. It was like he folded it and then he screen printed it. But the dude got arrested like right after I bought it from him. Hey, that's what happens when you're screen printing in a basement to... uh... Hey man, Philly streets, it's crazy. I saw a guy dragging a cooler that knocked over, probably 40 beers spilled out. I've never seen 40 pieces of anything picked up as quickly as those beers where that dude 
dude stood there in disbelief like he was just robbed of his pants. It was <laughs> amazing. I was Look, so glad I got to witness it. Styrofoam it was, cooler? No, like a plastic cooler was just rolling it and like it just took a over. corner or hit like a curb, tipped it, and it was just like top flew off. 40 beers spilled out and like Mexican fans, US fans just like scooped it up. Philly it like, natives. Philly, <laughs> it was like a street sweeper came up and just sucked everything up. The dude was like so puzzled. It was so fantastic. That's, I feel like that's the case. At, if you drop something at a tailgate, it's not yours anymore. No, it's the grounds. It's the grounds. And, and, and then the it's the tailgate. Yeah. It becomes everybody's at that point. It's yeah, community. So it, it, yeah, community once it hits the ground. Uh, I like that rule. Looking more at, I'm going to use that going forward also. If someone like, drops a case of beer on the ground. Strike that from the record. No, no, put that on the record. Let the record show. Uh, but looking more at kind of this past week, had some big news, a lot of like non-game news, a little bit of game news. Drama. drama. I mean, I I live for drama. Put sports drama into my veins, especially in the NFL and college football offseason. But uh, we're going to start it off with a little situation that happened in the Braves-Marlins game two days ago. Did you get the chance to watch this game? I wasn't watching it live. I caught some highlights after the fact. It's really starting to catch on more now. They haven't stopped talking about it for two days. But what, uh, Uriah was the pitcher? Yeah, Uriah Acuna. Acuna, their breakout star young guy, right? Yep, for the Braves. Um, He was riding, I think it was a five-game home run streak, which is unreal. And I think in two of the games, they were leadoff home runs. And I believe Uriah had given up, like, two leadoff home runs in his, like, last two starts. Or There was some other crazy, don't don't quote me on that, but there was some other crazy stat where he had let up a couple... Lead off home runs. Stack on Max is going to check on that. Mm-hmm. Circle he'll, back. He'll get on uh, that. But so he's leading off for the Braves. It's in uh, Braves Park, so it's bottom of the first, or SunTrust Park, so it's bottom of the first. And uh, Urena just pegs him. Fastest this first pitch he's thrown all season. season. Fastest pitch, I believe, he's thrown all, all season. season. Yep. Not giving him the benefit of the doubt, but the one thing I did see that would ever justify it, I guess, in this day and age is. He is tied for first in the most batters hit in the league. So, you know, yes, he's a wild pitcher. Stuff happens, but, you know, you don't fastest your- pitch he ever threw, <laughs> fastest pitch to start a game. Guy's been pretty in hot. It's like, yeah. it's like not like he grazed him on the You're hands. trying to give this guy a break, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately, I don't think it's there. Yeah, I agree. The uh, A lot, a lot going on with that. Kind of just to unpack it. It wasn't he threw like 97, 98, and he back. hit him into his back, and it caught him in what, like the elbow guard? Yeah. You know, a lot of the guys wear the big protective shield, this, that, that whatever. That still hurts. Oh, though. it still fucking hurts, of course, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that's, I, I, I can't imagine that. So there's been some kind of different takes across media with this, um, before we kind of get into what we think about it. One thing that's been pretty interesting is uh, your boy, Keith Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Taking, the, taking the side of the Marlins pitcher here, saying you got if a guy like that is hot, you got You send somebody out to put one in his back. Yeah, and Keith Hernandez, old baseball guy, classic. You know, eighty-six Mets. You know, the, the most degenerate group of human beings assembled in professional sports, maybe outside the Cowboys in the nineties. But you know, he's old school. He thinks that's fine in his head. I don't think he's wrong to think that way. I think 
him saying it's okay is wrong, but I don't have a problem with him, you know, being old school, being that set of mind. But in today's day and age with player safety and everything like that, the second you throw at somebody with the intention of hurting them, which is if you're throwing a, a baseball yeah. of leather and stitching and whatever it is at a human being who has no defense besides, you know, a, a plastic shield, a body armor shield, whatever you want to call it, it, it's, there's no place for it. You know, I'm all for if you want to rough a guy up, this, that, whatever, but, you know, it gets to the point where you're throwing your fastest pitch. You're you're trying to hurt him is what you're trying to do. And there's a difference between hurting somebody and brushing somebody off, or yeah. brush, even even brushing somebody up. You, you can know? throw your knife if you want to make a point. You can throw a eighty mile an hour ball. I mean, you walk them. Walk, yeah. Throw to first base. Whip one over there out of control. Pop them on first base. Throw there's, it yeah. Like, there's a, like I don't know. There's, just, but I think like with if you look at the old school game and the current game, it's apples and oranges. It's completely but different. But it melds game. over so much now. That's the problem. You have your old school guys. You have your because all the old sky guys coaches. are in the booth. Yeah, you, but in the booth, even coaches, older vet players. I saw something talking about how CC Sabathia came out and said how he hated his first couple years in the big leagues because the veterans were like this whole like. This is how it works. This is how it goes. This is how you operate. He was like, the reason the Yankees are so good right now is because nobody get, there's no like veteran this that. Everybody is a leader. Everybody lets everybody in on everything. So you know, it's it's odd. I I mean I think like when it's you look two at two different mindsets. How hard, what was the hardest thrower throwing when Keith Hernandez played? Like ninety high top? high nineties. Eh, they got up there. Like hundred was crazy, but there was guys I think who consistently threw mid ninety fastball. Okay, I I can see that it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, Keith Hernandez essentially taking the side of the pitcher here, and then uh, Buster Only, analyst for ESPN, um, tweeted out this. He said, "Imagine if in the middle of a no hitter, a hitter charged the mound and whacked the unsuspecting pitcher on the arm with a bat." Just because the pitcher was dominating. That's basically what happened here. Which is a stretch, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was a huge say. stretch. But like I get the fact that it's like Yeah, no, somebody's try to you, compare it like yeah. how am I gonna get my retaliation in the pitcher? Yeah, it's the national league, the guy's gotta hit. Imagine it's the American League. Like that guy doesn't even gotta get up to bat. Like yeah. there's nothing I can actually do to challenge him in I, I do way. think it's not like uh, Akuna pimped home runs. He hit him, and then he ran the bases. Again, another veteran versus young yeah. guy problem. I don't have like, an issue with I'm it. All but for pimping home runs. Yeah, I don't have like, an issue for but it. But like, that's that how would... you show people up. That's how you, you send a message. Not fucking hitting people. Pimp a home run. Start doing that in people's faces instead of being in people. You know, if somebody fucking does some nonsense, get overly aggressive on your celebration. The yeah. NFL's trying to stop it. Embrace it, MLB. I want guys doing home run celebrations. It's already turning into a home run derby. We might as well make it a goddamn carnival. It's a dying sport. It's it's you it's, it's you strike out or you hit a home run. It's going to change the dynamic. Like, like I said, the way the game is played now, like you, know, you have your veterans and your young guys. They're already two totally different dynamics. The game switched from you know getting guys over, stealing bases, to... Hitting home runs. That, that's what baseball is. So yeah. we're going to see the game change in the next five, ten years here, I think. And that veteran nonsense and all that old school crap is going to be gone. And baseball is going to be different or it's going to friggin' die. Yeah. I, I, it looks like on the path for death. Uh, those are kind of the two analysts' takes. But uh, what do you think? <laughs> we're analysts? Fair or foul? Uh, um, hitting the batter. I think it was fucked up. I think, like I said, there's, there's better ways to retaliate. There's better ways to send a message. Yes, they're playing a game, but they're still adults, and you have to. You know, and professionals, like being it's a, a, pro, that's a better thing. That like you know, 
there's a difference between a child and an adult. There's a difference between an amateur and a professional. And a lot of that is how somebody carries themselves and how they act. And that goes along with how you conduct yourself. Playing is your mentality and your attitude on the field, I think. I, I got no problem with people expressing themselves, this, that, whatever. But when you bring in people getting hurt, that's when it starts to get that gray area. Completely agree. And uh, I think it was foul. The uh, kind of odd this is on today is actually the anniversary of the only player ever to die in Major League Baseball from an injury sustained on the field, which is when I hate that I can't remember his name, but he got hit with a foul, uh, hit with a wild pitch in the head. This is before they wore helmets mm -hmm. and uh, died in the hospital the next day from brain Concussion, injury. Concussion, brain hemorrhage, like something crazy. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Not that, that there's any correlation, but I just, I don't know, kind of Honestly, odd like, timing. Not to make light of this, really like, it's insane that more people don't have very, very serious injuries in professional sports. Like Ryan Shazier in the NFL, where yeah. he, he's probably never going to play football again. Like, he'll be lucky. He's walking. Yeah, now. he's walking. But he, like, had to basically relearn to walk. It wouldn't surprise me if one player a game in football was paralyzed for the rest of their life. Oh, they're so, I know, so big. I know I'm so such, hard. like, a, a like tiny specimen. And, like, the second I get touched, my body would basically implode. And these guys are, like, in their peak physical form. But just, like... The pressure on your body from like a dog pile or taking a hit, it's insane the beating that some of these guys can take. Yet they bounce back, makes you really makes you think what yeah, they're like doing. Concussions, this that not only concussions are messing people up, like you pop somebody good, you know, and your organs are all messed up, your body's getting beat down. But uh, you know, at least half these guys look pretty good doing it. Like yeah. all the uniforms and stuff they're wearing now, everybody's got a million different combinations, a special event game they got uniforms coming out. We got another one here. What do we got? Um, so, kind of you mentioned, crazy uniforms coming out. Start of the year, you kind of see teams start to tease their big uniforms for maybe a big rivalry game. A lot of schools will do like one uniform a year that's kind of outlandish or something. The uh, the one that kind of caught my eye so far this year, Notre Dame's playing in their stadium series, a game in Yankee Stadium. I don't recall who they're actually playing. I believe it's hit Syracuse. 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 Syracuse, that makes sense, a New York team. Uh, and they kind of do a special jerseys for this. In the past, we've seen the two-thirds helmet blue, the other third green, which was just hideous, especially when you have such a classic jersey like Notre Dame. And I'm not a Notre Dame fan at all, but like that's one jersey you don't mess with. Gold helmets, leave them. Yeah, and they what they tried the green jerseys green for jersey a couple of years. Green jersey didn't look good when that. they played Navy. It's no, just, they used to break them out for USC, like back when that was the rivalry. But yeah. every time they wore the green, I believe they choked. So, you know, part of it is, yes, like you said, Notre Dame has that traditional football uniform. You think yeah. gold helmets, the mustard pants, white jerseys, you know, Notre Dame, I mean, touchdown that Jesus, is Notre all Dame. that. But in the day and age we are now, especially with Under Armour being Notre Dame. Yeah. I think and like it's all about the money. Not how that many like different jerseys, how we can put yeah. out this that you know. It's got to be sucked to be like the dude who designs like these uniforms. The guy who works for Notre Dame. It's like up, oh, we're doing mustard pants with white jerseys and gold helmets this year, guy. But like, I think the equipment guy likes that though because it's like you're not doing these outlandish ones, so it's easy to keep oh, together. You can add your flair in and kind I'm of the sure, practice but like, stuff and the under. Everybody's doing that. That's where it's, it's all in the customization. It's this, that, whatever. It's like when you're one of these traditional schools, do you? break from your tradition or do you stick to what's worked for x amount of years and kind of be bland and plain but obviously notre dame throwing all of their history and tradition yeah. so out let the me, door with this one let me break obviously it down not the you. greatest yeah. who's playing this uniform but 
I think Sean's going to do a pretty fantastic job of illustrating this. It's pretty straightforward. I'll break it down. So they're playing in Yankee Stadium. The pants are pinstriped pants. Yes, Notre Dame rocking pinstripe pants. Not the worst so part like of the not uniform, the, uh, I don't surprisingly, think. I will, will, I'll have to get your take on what the worst part is. We're looking at this as we talk. Great radio. Um, so it's got the pinstripe pants, kind of a faux belt. They have belts in football, but not as defined as baseball. It looks like a more defined belt. High socks, which is nothing new. Kind of fits the Yankee uniforms. I'm sure they'll make everybody Shoes, go tucked socks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shoes with uh, pinstripes kind of on the bottom of them, which is just hideous Too if you much. ask me. Um, the Notre Dame writing, so that so it's pin, white pants, blue pinstripes, blue top. The Notre Dame writing is in the Yankee cursive, which so I think is... it's a navy jersey with the shoulders being pinstriped. Yeah, the shoulders are pinstriped So imagine also. like a tank top in navy with the shoulders extending over the arms in pinstripes with white numbers. So... And like Sean said, the the, new, the Notre Dame is in the Yankees, Yankees font. And I think that looks great. I think yeah. that's the best part of the jersey. If it was just that navy with the Notre, Notre Dame, Dame there, I think that would look fantastic. They wore their traditionals. But the as we're working are, our way yeah. north on these. The helmets are black, it looks like, or a I think very they're navy. dark blue. I believe very they're navy. Very dark navy with a circle with, with a the Notre circle Dame emblem. logo at the pinstripes. In the hel- it's, it's the old pin- ND, yeah. I believe, also. It's pinstriping you to death at this point. Yes, in, it's like, overkill. It's there on the, the inside pants, of the Gloves. Was enough. That's yeah. all they had to do. The shoulders, the gloves, even the shoe, like the shoes, is just too much. I think. Yeah. If but. you look at like the belt, it's like a golden belt buckle on the pants. It's. I do think it is Under Armour's fault. I think Under Armour has done a decent job with some teams. I think you see like your Auburn. I think they do a good job there mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and then other teams, which is surprising, like their big ones, Notre Dame and uh, Maryland. I think they just absolutely fuck up by just putting way too oh, I much love in the there. Maryland's. The Maryland, Some, they get miss. the pass. They're the they're yeah, the flagship, Under Armour yeah. school. They're, it's in Baltimore, this, that. Like they, they can experiment. I feel like they can go over the top. And Notre Dame is one, though, I think you just very much stay hands off. Yeah. I, with with uh, They also do Northwestern, which isn't a big school, but they kind of introduce like a gothic print on it. Dude, which, have you seen their new practice facility? I, I, it's yeah, like overlooking the, bank, the lake. That thing lake is Michigan. the most beautiful thing ever. Like no. That looks like a Bond villain's house, like on like a lake to a volcano or some shit. Like, it's, it's I mean, insane. there's there's never enough money in college football, no, right? You know, there's student athletes. You know, never enough money. Um, speaking of football, we're on the topic. Uh, big news: GQ article this week with uh, Jalen Ramsey, Corner cornerback for the, for the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars. Yep, played uh, college ball at Florida State. So Florida boy, I actually really wanted, really wanted him to go to uh, the Lions. He's a great player. Oh, yeah. He was all pro last year. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. He pro might, I thought he was in discussion for like defensive player of the year or something like that. Jacksonville finally made the playoffs, had a great season. They beat the Bills, right? In the playoffs. Yeah, beat, yeah, yeah. It beat the Bills, beat the Steelers. They played in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they had the lead at half, too. But he, uh, in this GQ article... He put out an absolute list of essentially listing all the quarterbacks, most of the quarterbacks in the league, and uh, saying they were trash. But he said some were good, some were bad. Some kind of notable things he said. He said uh, Wentz, Mariota, and um, Deshaun Watson were future MVPs. I kind of see it with Wentz. I don't think I don't think Mariota is wildly overrated. Mariota's had so much time to be something, and he hasn't really done anything. Like he's been so mediocre in Tennessee. But I think Watson. 
I finished second in my fantasy league and made a couple hundred bucks last year. Well, the inj- I think the injury... The dude's already blown out his knee before. You know, blow the guy out again. You know, you're good, right? It's yeah. Three more times, you'd be okay. Modern yeah. medicine. You know, I don't see people living two, three hundred years now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, some other quarterbacks on the list, though. And, like, some of them... So, I think he, he listed off he, like, 20 he or so. Some everybody. Of them, he like, was, like... He was something simple as, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't suck. Like, he's Tom Brady. Doesn't suck. We, Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't suck. Kirk Cousins. I think he's good. He's a competitor. Russell Wilson's. He's good. Nick Foles. He won a Super Bowl. That's good. And then it's, like... Dude, were they just, like, egging him on, knowing how, like, big of a trash talker he is and how much he loves to just run his mouth and just be like, hey, we're just going to name players and just tell us what you think of them. I, I, I guess, guess, like, how was he prompted in this? I'm sure he I'm sure he has no opposition to that. If I was a journalist and I knew he'd get bait by it, of course, I'd fucking list clicks. the whole league. All about the clicks. Yeah, no, like, I don't blame the dude for asking him, like, if... I think Ramsey would be better carrying himself, leaving the trash talk on the field, this, that. Yeah. He already caused enough news, gets enough news on the field for the stuff that he pulls, which I think is totally fine there. But, you know, calling people out, calling guys who haven't played a snap in the NFL before, like, give me a break, dude. You're a cornerback. You're a fantastic cornerback. You're not a. You're not an exec. You're not an analyzer. You're not a reporter, this, that. Like, what the, what the fuck does he know? Some, so, okay, so some notable ones. Um, he said Big Ben was decent at best. It's not Big Ben. It's Antonio Brown. He just slings it to Antonio Brown. Big Ben's won how many Super yeah, Bowls? Yeah, he's won two, two Super Bowls. Bowls. He said the same thing with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. It's like, well, both of them won two Super Bowls without the people you're mentioning. So, like, I'm all for criticizing people. Tra- talk your trash, this, that. But, like, if you're just going to talk nonsense, like I said, he could have focused on, like, three people he wanted to talk about. Instead, yeah. he just, oh, no, nah, terrible. Oh, yeah, that guy's crap. Like, give me something on somebody. Not just, oh, he sucks. I don't like him. Uh, another notable one, uh, the MVP from two years ago, Matt Ryan, said he's overrated. Uh, just a complete bust. Similar situation with Big Ben. Uh, just throws it up to Julio Brown, uh, Julio Jones, not Antonio Brown, Julio See, Jones. Which I, can, I This is him being a corner, though. He dogs yeah. every quarterback and talks about how great these wide receivers are. Because he it's knows like, he's got to guard the wide receivers. Exactly. He's, like, he's trying to talk up his opponent more like they're a more crucial player. Like, oh, man, it's not the guy throwing the ball. It's the guy who's got to run and catch it against me. Like Borderline trying to make his con- like No, he's, he's trying contract, to make it also. seem like he's fucking... Not that he's not good, but better than he is. Uh, one... Uh, Josh, he said, well, two more I want to know. Josh Allen, one, he said, is trash, which is like, I can kind of see that. Like, he had terrible accuracy. They he hasn't play played him. it down in the NFL. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, give the kid a fucking break. Like, you're going to – if you're going to be this outlandish, you can't be, like, discouraging to rookies in the NFL. Like, there's, yeah, like, a discouraging. That's, the... that's just trash. I think his game is trash. So we just they play the Bills Ramsey? this year, so he's trying to get in his head. See, that – you get in the head on the field. You talk trash in warm-ups, this, that. What, are we going to get Jalen Ramsey now on the fucking draft next year? Like, oh, first pick in the draft. Like, oh, man, he fucking garbage. Get him out of here. I mean, here. Like, it's not like fuck? he We're went just... to GQ to do the article. GQ came to him, and I bet conversation of who was good and who wasn't good came up, so he gave him their opinion. Uh, the last one, he said, it was Joe Flacco, who is honestly, like, constantly in the debate if he's, like, a decent player or not. Like, he got that big contract because he bet on himself to win a Super Bowl, and he did. Like, he's yeah. still a Super Bowl champ. And he, he said, Joe Flacco sucks. Played him two years in a row. He straight up sucks. But it's like, yo, he still won a Super Bowl. But, and, and that's the thing. If you're going to critique these people this is trash talk this isn't a quote for an article in, in GQ of all the you know if you don't throw that in like Sports Illustrated ESPN blot or like you want to throw like a half page quote up on something being like Joe Flacco sucks 
go for it. But that's supposed to be somewhat of like an article. These aren't constructive responses. This is a guy with his trash talk being quoted in, a, in an article and for a magazine. Yeah. That's more you know, news and culture related than just physically being sports. Yeah, that so I true. I, the, I, I'm the glad my the, quarterback was mentioned. As back decent. where the professional thing comes into play. There's nothing wrong with trash yeah. talking. There's nothing wrong with being a goon. But you got to be professional. And like I said, spitting off hate at players, laundry list of players. Yeah, <laughs> I, like they might have well have just done. Like, like you rolled through. I thought there was like five or six. 25. You were like twenty five. Won't get wrong. Oh, sucks. Sucks. Like what? What is this? Where did these sound bites come from? That all. That will happen, but that is so. some of the drama we saw this week on the baseball diamond and uh, kind of in the magazines with GQ. So we mentioned uh, it is our 24th episode this week. Next week we got the big 2-5 with, uh, for those who can remember, it is the week that B is going to sing the intro, our initial intro, the Macklemore downtown. Uh, so definitely, definitely got to tune in next week for that. I'm warming but, up my singing voice. It's going to be fantastic. I feel like there's something Thursday next week. Something, uh, fo- any football? No. I get back Wednesday night, so uh, it'll it'll hit me. I was looking some stuff up at work, but uh, we, I got you. We, we figure that out. So we will. Uh, in honor of our 24th episode, and something we're going to do going forward. So going forward, each episode. Uh, hopefully until ninety nine, we will do the our we'll each individual again. favorite athlete to wear the number of whatever or whatever episode, episode it was. So today we'll do a podium yeah. of twenty fours. Starting it since yeah. there are so many fantastic twenty fours, but you know, as a segment, we'll either do as a podium or as just an individual our favorite moving forward. Try to you know throw a little history, throw a little uh, fun facts in your face here. Um, so there is definitely some people that each of us would like in this. Um, we'll do a little snake draft. Does that work? Yeah, that works. We can start there. Um, I'll let you go first. You can go at the first pick. All right, I'm going to start it off. I'm going the stolen base king. I'm going Ricky Henderson. Okay. Wore 24 for the Athletics. Yankees, Blue Jays, Athletics again, Padres, Angels, Athletics again, and the Mets. Uh, 1,406 stolen bases in his career. Uh, 130 in a season. Both were both were records. Ten-time All-Star. Loved him when he was on the Mets. He was uh, towards the end of his career, late 2000s there, but was still stealing bases like crazy. Okay. I believe he broke the record when he was on the Mets. I think you're right. Because he was there, what does it say, 99? Eh, he might have been with Oakland in 98, but been around the block. Fantastic. Yeah. Fun guy to watch. Absolutely. Not going to be another guy like him in baseball ever again. Speed like that. Billy Hamilton had a chance. Yeah, Trey Turner. Great. He's quick, but he he's not gets like a lot that. of stolen bases. But people don't steal bases anymore. That's too the... too many racist tweets. Uh, <laughs> my number one on the podium. I'm going with the kid, the natural Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, I think that's an obvious choice. Uh, I think he had a ten consecutive All Star games, ten straight Golden Gloves, seven Silver Sluggers, he one invented MVP. the backwards hat. It, oh yeah, he, he made backwards hats cool. Oh, the fitted hat, sure. it's hard also because like the fit with the bill. He made it cool. Um, I think he did that in that home run derby. I- iconic pre-swing kind of shuffle. Oh yeah, the bob back and forth with the bat. You see kids doing it every all like all over the place now. So I'm going with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. for my number one. Nice. Uh, my number two in true snake draft order. Going with the Rainbow Warrior. 
Okay. Jeff I thought Gordon. we were starting from the bottom three, but okay, that's all right. Oh, I mean, I, in, in our top three oh, in yeah, general. Jeff for the top most three part. in general. Yeah. I'm going Rainbow Warrior, Jeff Gordon, four-time winner of the NASCAR Cup, three-time Daytona uh, 500 champ. Doesn't have to be a the jersey. Kid. Doesn't yeah. have to be I a mean, jersey. I mean, it's 24 on the car. Uh, it was, I believe it was the DuPont. Yeah, the Rainbow Warrior. Um, beautiful car, zipping around. Surely miss him in the sport. That'll happen, but... I'm going with uh, uh, Jeff Gordon, sorry, at my number two spot. All right. Uh, number two, my second one will still be two if we started from three or one. Yeah. It doesn't matter regardless. I'm going Marshawn Lynch, Mr. Skittles. Uh, you know, big guy in the Seahawks. Now he's back with Oakland. Um, just a fun guy to watch. I, just mainly for the Skittles thing. That's probably why he's in there. You know, there's some other options. Want to keep it, keep it light, keep it fun. Uh, let's see what what stats they got here. We're twenty four for five full seasons, uh, double digit touchdowns, over twelve hundred yards in his first four seasons with the Seahawks. Got him the name Beast Mode. You know, one of the one of the better nicknames in sports, I think. Oh, for sure. I'm not sure. So, I think it's Bear Grylls does the show. There was an episode with. Uh, Marshawn oh, yeah, Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so. I don't know how staged the show is because you know, like a lot of those are. It was Marshawn Lynch like, is just so funny. It's like when they do those like magic shows in the hood and stuff. And yeah, people just go crazy. It's just Marshawn. Like, what is going on right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, who you got for your third? Uh, I'm going to say, hey kid, Willie Mays. Ah, that was so. That was on the big board. Twenty four for the New York Giants and the San Francisco Giants, the New York baseball Giants. Uh, from 51 to 72, and then also wore it for the Mets in the 72-73 season. Um, 660 home runs, 12 gold gloves, batting average of 302 in 22 seasons. Not that That's not going to happen much anymore. Not bad. Not bad at all. Also famous for his basket catches. All right, I am going. I'm so surprised you didn't get this one with Tim Howard at my number three. He wasn't even on my list. Well, he, he wore 2-4. When did he wear 2-4? With Everton. Okay, okay, that that's fair. I was gonna be like most international keepers wear like one, one. usually, so that's why I didn't think. But yep, I'm, Tim not, Howard, I'm not doubting it. U.S. Uh, goalkeeper, 97 matches uh, with the U.S. When this article that I'm reading was written, it's probably gone in more. It was in 2014, so he's been in over 100 matches. Uh, <laughs> Can guarantee that. Yeah, this was written when he was at Everton. Um, more than 300 games, 117 clean sheets in the EPL, which is pretty unheard of. His debut was today. His the anniversary of his Premier League de- debut. debut was today for Man U. He yeah. played for Man U before he played for uh, for Everton. Everton. But like back then, that was like you know it was insane for an American to be playing in the EPL, let alone starting, starting let alone go- being a starting goalie. Like that shit was reserved for you know limeys born through and through. Like they don't give that stuff up. So. You know, as we see more Americans go overseas to play, like you have to remember how big of a deal it was for guys like you know Lexi Lawless who went over, Tim Howard went over, Landon Donovan went over, even you know Michael Bradley went and played at Roma for a little while. Like you know, we're seeing a lot of younger guys going over playing in Germany, but at the time, that's how Americans got known. Yeah. American soccer wasn't a thing until 1994, so imagine what you had to do and to get recognized in this world as an American soccer player. I mean, if you look at the tenure Tim Howard had in the EPL, it's insane. Oh yeah, he was at Man U for Is there four an EPL years, Hall of Fame, like something like that, like dude. Man U for four years, and then he was at Everton first on loan. Then they bought him out for ten years. 
10 years. That's insane. I remember watching him play for the Metro Stars at Giant Stadium in like the late 90s. So he's only 39, made his Metro Stars debut in 98 at 19. I was probably there. So that's at 24, jumping over to Man U. That's crazy. Uh, a funny stat for you. Starting for Man U. Yeah. Um, now there's like 12-year-old kids starting for Man U. It's insane. <laughs> like They're like, oh, yeah, I'm from the academy for a game. That's, that's like, where do you find these kids? Um, he has a goal for Everton. He while does. While wearing 2-4. Has a goal. With that sick camo jersey yeah. that year, I believe. Yeah, they did have the camo jersey. Uh, kind of honorable mentions for this on my big board. But when I found Howard was beaten out, Chris Chelios... Long-time uh, Detroit Red Wing, has three Stanley Cups, uh, three Norris Trophies, which is the league's best defenseman, just over 1,900 games, which is crazy. That's a lot. So that's that. Miggy Cabrera. Kobe. 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 I mean, Kobe 8. Eight was the bad Kobe. Four, Twenty-four was he, good. Eight Kobe. was the Mamba. That was the yeah, Mamba. Yeah, eight was the Mamba. Twenty-four for sure. was Kobe. Kobe, me. I got you an orchid. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's our twenty-four. Who, if, if we miss someone, tweet at us. Let us know. Let who us know we your favorite twenty-four. Uh, There's that. It, that was a, a good pretty number. solid, like yeah. good good time to have this idea to Nadia figure out Ramirez, on episode twenty-four. Yeah. Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Rick Barry, who Jimmy did granny style oh, free yeah. throws for in the, the NBA, the original Golden State Warrior uh, Splash Brother. Oh, the Jets are playing tonight. The uh, so transitioning right now, we uh, the boys of summer baseball, the real boys of summer Little League World Series just started up in Williamsport yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. We actually didn't preface this topic at all. Um, I'm not sure what your thoughts on the Little League World Series are. Before I get into your thoughts, I'd just like to note that uh, I don't know why it's right now. I don't know why it's not in like the dead time of summer instead of like media days for NFL and college football and EPL. But yeah. Little League World Series is the worst shit ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it is the absolute worst. And luckily, we're both out of the the worst of the worst, like the inception of the Little League Series, yeah. working in baseball, watching professional baseball players watch the Little League World Series and be enamored and taken away like they're watching another baseball game. It's it's sickening, almost. Like, I'm all for it. It's great. Like, put some kids on TV, this, that, whatever, but it's the... In- like I go to turn my TV on in the morning, I got my my app. I put the ESPN. It's like I want to watch Sports Center. It's like fourteen Little League World Series games this morning at seven o'clock. It's like what the fuck is this? There's like eight, it's, it's, we like, have fifty states. We got like eight hundred countries playing. There's like fourteen hundred games they have to play, and they televise every one of them. The they what what kills me is like. So, like, I get countries like Japan, like, they're going to be good. The Central America, uh, or the South America team is usually pretty good. Caribbean team's pretty good. But, like, they'll throw in, like, a European team, which will just get beat, like, oh, yeah. 40 like, to nothing. At least there's mercy rules. Like, they have that put in place. Like, yeah, let's not have 17-hour league like, games. Cause they teams- have, like, I think it's uh, Middle East... In Northern Africa and like Africa team, yeah, and they, they just, like lump some regions. They lump some regions together, but these teams, they're like one of like five teams and in a region, like, and they get just fucking. It's destroyed. like too much. It's like what? Like 
it's probably a fantastic opportunity for these kids from like North Africa or the Middle yeah. East to come, but it's like you travel thousands of miles for like with two days from the, to get your ass kicked by like some other foreign like I get it, you know, sport, this, that, is supposed to bring nations together, but, like, when it's so loud, it'd be like having football in the Olympics, and, like, it'd just be the U.S. winning everything. Like, nobody else could compete against us. It'd be insane. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't fucking like the Little League World just Series. Just dial it back. Yeah. That's all I ask. And like you said, like, let's put it at a more inopportune time. Well, I guess kids got school and this, that, whatever. You know, during the think, summer. During, like, yeah, like mid-June. They got to, like, qualify and travel and this and that. You know, student-athletes, man. Come on. Yeah, Start that'll happen. I do know. Exploiting the children for advertising <laughs> gain. Like, come on. It's all a fucking scam. The, uh, I do know, and he doesn't have a mic right now, Stack Guy Matt hates the Little League World Series more than anything. <laughs> he used to hate it because the catchers would wear... Flat like little flaps down to cover their crotch. You thought, or have like the yeah, knee savers. The knee savers. Like you thought the catchers are the softest kids ever. They're thirteen years old. <laughs> uh, it's it literally World Series is just the absolute fucking worst. But it's, dial it back. Don't give me the overload. Like I'm all for. Hey, if you showed like put me like you know, like a <laughs> semifinal and a final, I'd be happy. It'd be fine. But that guy Matt also has noted that he he was like these he was like he, watching the League World Series it's like I can shell these kids <laughs> like they're not it's not like, that impressive like what they do if you could go back with your size talent everything right now Little League World Series in any sport call it thirteen years old so whatever yeah. what sport would you go back and want to compete in the Little League World Series of so. Football, uh, baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever. If there was that type of event. Probably baseball. I mean, it's the one that's the most televised and whatnot. I'm just and saying, like, it, whatever, it's the marquee. It's yeah. what everybody wants to watch, but you get to compete. But, but, I mean, it's not like I can dunk right now. Yeah, that doesn't help you much. So I'm not, like, great at any other good. sports, but I think, like, yeah, I can... These sh- kids can throw gas, man. You gas is, like, 60. Yeah, I yeah, shoved that shit on left with field. Some of that. I've, I've frozen ropes all over that place. It wouldn't even be close. I, it'd be a laser show when I got up at that. Yeah, that would be interesting. What sport would we be best at if we just had to go back and play against 13-year-olds? I, I would want to say baseball would be up. Well, like, because, like, 13-year-olds at soccer. Would you pitch then, obviously? Yeah, the pitch. I'd throw gas. <laughs> I can throw hard. Launch in that. The, your release point is, like, seven feet yeah. down the friggin' The mound's, like, 30 feet yeah. away. No, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. They always, I like, a running, right thing idea. The, a running thing in the Little League World Series is always, like, the size of, like, a kid. Latin America has, like, a 6'7", 200 kid. It's like, this kid's 13? The, the, the two biggest storylines so far have been the kid Big Al who just hits dingers he didn't even make it to the Little League World Series and and, and a, a guy who changed a kid's favorite actor to a porn star and that ended up being a fake fake fucking picture or whatever what? You didn't see that? No. Somebody had, like, something Silk as their, like, favorite actor or favorite actress, something like that. And it was, like, really subtle. Like, you wouldn't even think it was, like, a porn star name or something like that. I had no idea what it was until people were like, oh, this is so funny. And it was eventually just, like, some dude, the guy who created it was like, yeah, I did this. It was kind of stupid, but I thought it was funny. The guy at ESPN? No, not at ESPN. Like, somebody, like, memed it, like, fucking edited it and then sent uh, it on Twitter. And then it got retweeted and this and that and it went viral. Okay. That's okay. been the two biggest storylines of the Little League World Series, 13-year-old baseball player. 
players. We got porn stars and Big Al hitting dingers. Big like, Al didn't even get exactly. into the Little League World Series. Exactly. I'm all for give me those touch bullshit pieces that they do on like Saturday mornings about these kids. Like you know when Monet Day, Monet Davis was there. Like yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Like the, the the Dominican kid from the Bronx who was like 80 years old. Like that ended up cheating. Like give me pieces on these kids. Like give me give me their life story. I don't want to see him play baseball. If I went up against Monet Davis, I'd send that ball to the moon. She's like playing like high school baseball. She's gonna go to college to play baseball. I, they did like an update on her the other day because she originally said she wanted to play UCon- play basketball at UConn, and like Gino gave her like an unofficial commitment or some shit. I want to say, but I think her focus has shifted from basketball back when she was pitching to wanting to actually play competitive baseball. That's crazy. Will we see a, a woman in Major minor league, league baseball? My, I don't know. There's been a woman. I feel like there has to have uh, always hockey been. goalie for the Lightning. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and like uh, you, you see always see like a random uh, girl who plays college football who's like a kicker, oh, yeah. like no. a D three school. Used well, to be like a Mangold, soccer player. Nick Mangold, the Jets center's sister, sure, was like yeah. a center in high school and college. I believe she big. She was Olympic weightlifter. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, there's some girls who are hella athletes. It's like why couldn't they compete against the boys? Exactly. Um, my that, cousin lost to a girl in wrestling. In high school. I wrestled a girl in high school. Yeah, I was going to say, you wrestled in high school. I'm sure you did. Beat her. Thank Girls, God. deaf kids, blind kids. I think he lost to somebody with half a leg, but yet again, somebody won the national championship with half a leg. Jordan Burroughs. Nothing can hold you back. Not Jordan Burroughs. You're talking about the kid from Arizona State. Jordan Burroughs is at Nebraska. I thought Jordan Burroughs was Minnesota. No. So the Who kid is the kid with one leg? Arizona State. I don't know his name, but I know his at- So Arizona State's colors and Minnesota's colors are pretty similar. So I could see how you would get that confused. Jordan Burroughs uh, wrestled yeah, at Nebraska, but uh, Anthony Robles. Robles, yeah. Sorry, still a wrestler. The fact that I still named a Division One wrestler. Yeah, give, give, give me some credit there. Burroughs wrestled in college like six years ago. So did the one-legged dude. <laughs> they were around at the same time. They probably wrestled each other. No, <laughs> no, they were definitely not. The same That's place. not. All right, that uh, God damn forty minutes this week. Pretty yeah. much wraps it up for episode twenty-four. We are. Uh, OTB Radio, we're back on track. Y'all have I look a good forward weekend. to episode 25 next week. I'll be singing the song. Send us your favorite 24s. Follow us on Twitter, Radio OTB. Uh, we out.
niggas, bad bitches, and your ugly ass friends. <laughs> I cannot preach. Uh -oh. I cannot preach. Uh -oh. I gotta show them how a pimp get it in. First, take your sip, sip. do your dip, dip. spend your money like money ain't shit. Ooh, ooh. Way too fresh. Got to blame it on Jesus. Hashtag best. They ain't ready for me. Uh. I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket. Keep up. So many pretty girls around me, and they're waking up the rocket. Keep, Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jockin'. Keep up. Players only. Come on. Put your pinky rings up to the moon.